Hey folks, and welcome to episode 137 of the Phil Swallow podcast. And for full information, I am recording this on the evening, yes, an evening, of Wednesday the 8th of March 2023. Hope uh, you're all doing well. The title of this episode is, Now That Was A Busy Week, and I've done a little normal couple of emojis. First one is a hospital, second one's a tooth. That will lead you to some clue over what I'm going to talk about in this week's show. Firstly, I seem to have, I sneezed a bit earlier, which always provokes a reaction from Sue because she says it's way too loud. And I had some kind of, I don't know, bunged up nose. I, I, I put Vic on and use one of those nose Sinex things. So hopefully it won't be too uh, noticeable and off-putting. Uh, just a, a quick word about the previous episode where I'd done the recording of the garden sounds, birds, planes, sirens, things being dropped. Very much a natural garden sound. And when I did that, I thought, OK, we're heading near spring now, so there's going to be more of this with maybe, you know, lawnmowers and things. But we've gone the other way. Uh, we had snow today. Uh, it very rapidly turned to sleet and it's kind of more rain now, but it's still very cold and horrible. It's really kind of wintry and horrible, and it, we've just got this kind of weather system over here in the UK at the moment. But uh, we will carry on regardless. It won't stop us. It never has done before, and it won't now. So last week started generally fairly calmly. Uh, Mum wasn't well, though. Um, I won't go into the details, but she just seemed quite weak and down and didn't look great. And I always go and see her regularly and always maintain contact on, um, well, she's great with her iPad. And we had some friends over on Tuesday morning and that was really productive, really great chat, um, some cakes and coffee and all that kind of good stuff. And just before they came, I texted mum just to say, you know, how are you from the previous day? And she hadn't read the message, just showed us delivered. I thought, mm, a bit odd. And my sister-in-law pops over there to do some sort of cleaning once a week and a bit of helping out, a social visit as well. And mum wasn't um, able to kind of move. She was like stuck in position uh, in, in an upstairs room, that's all I'll say. And uh, we had to ultimately, well, I had to take the door off of this room and uh then we called the 111 and then they called an ambulance and from last Tuesday evening she's been in hospital getting brilliant care at the Croydon University Hospital and been and seen her regularly. I was there just this afternoon and really that, that wasn't planned at all. Um, now, one thing about hospitals, I mean, they're all run differently, Croydon being a university hospital, so they have teaching and students and things there. But there's been this sort of horror stories and things on the news about uh, patients being left in corridors. And technically, you could argue mum was, but in many ways she wasn't. So what they've done at Croydon is created this area called a cohort area. So it's a nice, warm, clean, comfortable corridor. You're on a hospital bed. You're being cared for by paramedics, but effectively they're part of the hospital. But they're kind of a bridge between the two. So... The ambulances bring the patients in. This cohort team care for the patients and that within that, any x-rays that need doing, any blood tests, any ECGs, mum had all of that done within no time of her getting there, really. It was brilliant. 
but it allows the ambulance crews, so the obviously the guys that are out in the vehicles, to go back out again. So they do a drop-off, care is started immediately, and then they can go off again. There are some stories where the crews have had to wait with patients in hospitals and not therefore being able to go out. Uh, and then from there you go into A&E, one of their kind of um, little side hub type beds and then by the time we got there to visit the following day less than 24 hours quite a few hours less than 24 hours mum was on a ward in fact we went to any expecting to see her in one of these bays and um she was on a ward so been there ever since being looked after well uh difficult to say at this time when she'll be able to come home i think we need to arrange care plans and things or we'll do that with the hospital get her strength up get free of um, sort of little infection that she had and uh, hopefully we'll have a forward plan there. So that was uh, sort of Tuesday into Wednesday and on Thursday, actually on Wednesday night, I'd noticed that a tooth felt a bit odd. It felt as if it might have had a small crack or it was going to crack or crumble. And it was, um, I had a tooth taken out last year, so it was, it was the next tooth along, so there's like a gap in this tooth. And I think it, it's been taken all the brunt of, chewing and things I <laughs> hope you're not put off by this and went to the dentist and he said yeah it's basically cracked and there's a fill in there and he said honestly I think you need a crown so I wasn't really planning that um, so we started the following day I mean he could see me it was very busy we almost didn't have our appointments on Thursday because they were so busy just had a, a string of patients that had kind of long treatment requirements that overran um, but I went down there on Friday morning uh, for about 50 minutes and uh, they did all the prep all the kind of moles and imprints and all that malarkey put a temporary thing on their blob as I knock the table with my hand and uh, Friday week I think I go back for um, fitting so that should all be good and hopefully it'll be fine and uh, back to back to normal so that was that. In terms of my work, so I, I said in the previous episode, I'm going to sort of share a bit more about when I do a bit more kind of almost behind the scenes. So the Whiteleaf video had gone live and I remember at the time it had, I'd not done too much promotion sort of locally on social media, but it had picked up quite well anyway. And it continued to have a really great week. Uh, the numbers were really impressive. It was in the 400 odds. Um, and then this week, I'd had a couple of false starts, but I went out in Sunday morning. I went out quite early Sunday morning. This is where I had a series of photos that I couldn't determine whether they were, you know, under copyright or anything like that. So I took them from someone who had a collection and uh, I marked them as in my own records as unnamed in terms of any uh, publisher and stuff. So I, I decided I would use them, and I, they're all from Wallingham Green. They're different angles of Wallingham Green. And what I did was framed my video to be as near as it possibly could, allowing for differences in lens technology over, well, well over 100 years in many cases, and did the best to match up so that when I got to the software, I got my video clip, so the video plays and then there's a pause. I hope you've all seen this, by the way. But there's a pause. I decide when there's a pause and you just do a kind of hold function where it just freezes that frame. And then I overlay the photo and do a little dissolve into it and then back again. And also draw a little mask so that you can mask the bits that are exposed and, and show that it's an easier way to cover if things don't align fully. And... Um, 
And I released that on when no, released that on Sunday. I'm trying to do my releases on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, initially, had some reasonably good traction. I think it went to a hundred inside 24 hours, and then it quietened down a bit. And I, I kind of told myself I wouldn't do a social media post to bump it. Um, I don't know why, I just did. Even though whenever you upload a video to YouTube, it says, great, now share it to the following, and it lists all the main social media places. So I decided today, when it had gone really quiet, and I thought, mm, let's just give the numbers a boost, a bump. And I shared it to a Chelsea, Wallingham and Farley Facebook group. Uh, quite soon after that, it got some traction. And uh, let's have a look now. So I can give you some stats for the last... 48 hours for the particular video um, it was on about 100 and something this morning it's on 564 views now which is pretty good uh, I've had in of all of my videos I've had about 770 views in the last 48 hours uh, and the graph basically shows it bumping along between sort of naught and about 10 per per hourly period and it just shoots up and one of the hours it was over 90 um, I don't know if I can get the number on this particular view and it doesn't make good radio but Wallingham Green video itself in the last 48 hours 452 views and most of those have come since I did my bump about mid-morning today and as usual with these things you, you also normally get some really nice comments on uh, on Facebook itself which I've had and I love that people really like to see that kind of content and I've got a few more to do um, most of them I had on one subject where there was you kind of have to pick what you're going to do I say pick your battles it's not really a battle but you have to pick an angle that is kind of worthy I'd say photogenic if it was that kind of like a person thing but you know worthy and easy to replicate in modern era using um you know mobile phone because uh, that's that's the way i build my videos for this kind of thing and uh i've got some are fairly bland they're just showing the school common not really any reference points and the idea with these videos is you're showing a reference point a point in time what was there before but they only work where you've got something there now to anchor it to uh so i've got some for the other pubs in wallingham so that's the White Line Horseshoe Leather Bottle, I think, although that's kind of covered with with Wallingham Green. Uh, the Bullet Ball Common. I've also got a Farley Common one. Um, so I've got about mm, half a dozen minimum. There's probably more than that, maybe up to a dozen, where I can do an around Wallingham follow-up. So that's in the plans to do, um, probably because I'm going to be tramping over common land and fields and things almost uh, I'll wait till there's some much better weather but it's you know I tested it with this it went down very well so uh, you know almost viral in some ways and and that delights me so I'll uh, I will actually look forward to doing that when the weather improves so other things that I've been doing this week a bit more work on the holiday planning I uh, won't reveal too much at this stage but that was really um, really enjoyable what we got coming up there and uh what also happened, so last Saturday evening, watching TV with Sue, get a message on WhatsApp, someone who'd been recommended me to them, and it's for a theatre shoot and up in London, and they said they wanted a 
do photography and video, um, three sessions, rehearsal, dress rehearsal, and a kind of separate actor in London session for a Japanese actor. And I said that I won't have time in my schedule to do the footage, um, but I'll reduce the their budgeted fee figure uh, to align more with what I would charge. And... Um, and you know that that that's my position. So it'd be photos only for those uh, sessions. So I went back and they considered it and came back and said, "Yeah, we'd like to book you." So that's great. Got that booked in. So the first one's next Friday, and there's the following week and the following weekend. So um, yeah, I'm really really looking forward to getting out and doing theatre photography again. It's been a little while, and something that I enjoy with a passion. Uh, so I look forward to not only carrying out and doing the work and meeting some new people in the process and a new venue, which I've not done. It's the Other Palace Theatre up at Victoria. But uh, I can talk to you guys about it when I've been through it. In fact, today I kind of, I packed my bag because I've, I've got another bag that I bought last summer um, so that I can leave my two cameras bodies with lens mounted lenses mounted in situ probably will take one extra lens maybe but I to be honest I'm sure I've got what I need just within the two these things are quite fast paced you've got to be on it and you've got to be covering some ground get up get down move around pick your angles uh, roll off probably well over a thousand pictures in each session and then come back and work through your workflow to get them uh, ready for the client to review and uh, download etc so the first one's in the rehearsal uh, it'll just be to help with the promotion of the show and then obviously there'll be some others further down the line so thoroughly looking forward to that and um, yeah uh, that's that's really about it uh, the other thing no one extra one more thing and again this is very very much behind the scenes I watched a video from a guy called Jevon Dovey. Uh, he's based in Southern California, actually where we stayed. He, I think he lives in San Clemente area and we stayed there in 2019. And he was doing an experiment with shorts videos, short form videos, which YouTube do. Now, I've dabbled in these in the past and I've had one or two that have had really good traction, but I've never, I've, I've missed a trick because I've not made them relative to what I do day to day. And in this guy's trial, now he's got a big account anyway. I think he's got something like 900 odd thousand subscribers on his main YouTube channel and he's building another one. And he said he set out to do on his adventure channel, one's about adventure videos and the other's about sort of storytelling and education. And on the adventure one, he said, I just wanted to promote the channel. So I said, right, I'm going to do 30 shorts. So 30 to 40 second videos in 30 days. And he was watching as to how the algorithm processed the videos and to what his view count was and his channel's monetized, so what, what he earned from it, uh, which you don't earn a huge cut from short form videos. But uh, he said it was fascinating and, and he put a, a graphic up on the video, like on the thumbnail, and he had something like 24 million views in, in 30 days. So he said he's he's looking now to do his one a day for 30 days to 100 days and just to see where that goes but he said what's interesting is it really did drive engagement with his channel it drove people to look at his long-form content so obviously anything that's not a short and it built the subscriber base so it made me think well I can do these because sometimes in my research particularly when I go off on a tangent um 
I, I only go on a tangent because I find something interesting. And if I find it interesting, hopefully others will too. So, and I've got all these kind of squirreled away in various places. I mean, they're fairly organised. But I thought, well, actually, I could drop for a 30-second watch. I can say, did you know what this building in the high street so-and-so actually relates to? And I actually can tell a short story. I don't always need to do something long form, but I'll still keep the long form videos going for my main kind of stuff that I do, my more films and filmic style. And um, and that really got me thinking. It really got me thinking. I also thought, particularly with the current weather, uh, it might be something positive to do with content that I have because some of it will be text, it'll be using maps, but again, it's this kind of 30-second thing. Um, but it'll just be helping people to understand what I'm about, and if if they see it, and if there's enough of a, a hook and a bite, if you like, that I've put out there, then hopefully they'll come to the channel and have a look deeper. But it might only be that YouTube pick that up when I start to do it in a similar regularity and frequency that Jevon did. So I might have to do this kind of 30 and 30 thing, um, but I'm probably going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to sit down, have a look at what content I've got that I can use, reuse. So just stuff that I've taken my phone or footage maybe I've never used in the past or or maybe even elements of videos that I have used that I can, I can focus in on. And... Uh, and we'll see where it takes us. You know, I've you know I've got some interesting stuff that I can uh, I can put out there. Possibly even get away with photos, but you know it's a video channel. I want to use videos wherever possible. So we shall see. We shall see what in that entails. And uh, and obviously I will keep you posted on this very podcast. So thank you very much for listening. This was Wednesday the eighth of March, twenty twenty three. It was episode one three seven of the Phil Swallow podcast, and. Uh, I'll speak to you again next week.